0: hello everyone so, hello
1: uh, <laughs>
2: um
0: first of all we're back um sorry it's been a little while since um to the panel's been on um basically a lot of stuff has happened in me and danny's life for like the past what two three weeks it's no it's longer than that
2: like the last couple of yeah the last month and a bit i'd say it's uh it's it's been a bit crazy but we're yeah. We're really psyched to have things back up and running again, um, and we're going to keep it as, uh, you know, as current as we can.
0: uh, Of course, of course. And what a better way to start this week with our lovely guest, James.
1: Hi, again. Hello there.
0: (laughs) With that lovely American accent, how are you doing? Oh, I know that it's not lovely, but I'm doing all right. Thank you so much. (laughs) I think most of our viewers are British, so it'll be nice to have a little bit of a different change, you know.
1: Ah yes. I think, yeah, I think
2: some of the people in the uh, in the pop punk networking group are um, they're kind of a bit more spread out, but on the uh, put it to the panel page, it's mostly mostly UK at the moment. I think
1: there's a pop punk networking group. Okay. There it right. is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Hello, I'd like to join your group.
0: <laughs> I, I guess that's where it's kind of mainly gets streamed to, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, mm.
2: So I run that group. Um, sort of every other day, like alongside work and everything uh, when I get the uh, the opportunities to. And then there's like a, a team of admins that uh, Rob is on as well, um, but we tend to get quite a good reach in there. So it's uh, I hope that a lot of bands um, and other people in the music industry are in here to, you know, to watch this, which would be cool. And if you are, uh, please get involved and comment and leave questions, you know, all the, all the usual.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah yeah please leave comments we can see what's going on we can see your comments come up on us live so um yeah just to you know reiterate what put it to the panel is so put to the panel you know it's just a podcast live stream sort of thing um and we just talk all things music industry so obviously we have tonight yourself james uh from uh, is it pronounced horlicks and high tones
1: (laughs) yeah it's called horlicks and the uh, podcast is called high notes
0: High notes, perfect, cool. Well, uh, mm-hmm. talk to us a little bit about that then. What's Holix and what's High notes mm-hmm. as well?
1: Well, Hollux is the music industry's premier digital distribution platform. Basically, record labels, publicists, and independent artists from all over the world use Hollux to share their new and unreleased music with uh, members of the media radio journalists and, and the sort and also a lot of internal things so like to give you a quick example uh, a new artist like uh, last year today's the one year anniversary of the last Slipknot record uh, Slipknot used our service to promote their record to the press it's that they also used our service to record their album because they all live in different places so they upload you know the drum track and then they send it to everybody using holics because it's private and secure some and then you know Corey could take it you know lay down a vocal melody put down the guitar tracks and they kind of built their album that way when they weren't able to be in the studio together sweet sweet that sounds really cool okay yeah all right and uh, the, the podcast High Notes is a limited series podcast uh, about addiction and recovery in the music business. The first season has eight episodes and each one features a different musician talking about their struggles with drugs and alcohol as it relates to the music industry as well as their recovery. So it's, it's a journalistic podcast. There are eight episodes and uh, it's out right now. Perfect. Perfect. Well,
0: definitely we'll give that a listen later tonight and uh, <laughs> we'll definitely um, advertise advertise as we go so thank you obviously um, with the world in the way that it is right now i know things are a little bit different between how things are run with the uk and with the usa how mm. has it affected your i mean uh, has it affected your business at all in any way has it affected what you do in any way um, or is it pretty much just carried on the way it is because of how remote it is
1: Um, Well, I always worked from home. I've done so for the last seven years. So that hasn't changed. Um, There's been a little bit of a downturn. You know, there's less releases right now. I think when all of this kicked off, the industry at first was like, you know, a lot of people delayed their albums to the fall and they were like, touring will be back in the fall. We'll just push all of our releases to the fall so that the album can come out and coincide. And about, I'd say, June we all realized, like, uh, I don't think we're going to get to do that. So now we're in this weird period where all these albums that maybe should have already come out haven't come out yet, and people don't know whether they're going to release them or hold on to them until 2021. And so we're in this kind of weird gray area right now. But so far this month, things seem to be picking back up. I think at the end of the day, people are like, well, if I can't go on tour, I'd rather get this music out now because I think we're going to hit this weird wall in 2021 where there are artists that maybe should have put out their album in April, May, June, July of 2020 that held it. And it's going to sound outdated in a weird way. You know, it's going to be written about a completely different version of life that none of us have experienced for a year. Um, so I feel like some of those artists are like, let's get the music out now and then we'll just work on another record. You know, a lot of artists are in the studio right now. A lot of artists are doing um yeah. reimagined acoustic albums, stuff like that. Uh, And then for, you know, I do a lot of, I do the company's marketing and we run a YouTube channel podcast, all that stuff and high notes being part of that. And so on that end of things, it's actually been really helpful because all the musicians are home. So everybody is available and wants to do press. So that's nice.
2: Yeah, no, it's, it's crazy. You say that actually, because it's been exactly this, like speaking from an artist perspective um, for Mm -hmm. us in the band, it's been exactly that story where we've had to make that decision as to whether, you know, we were supposed to be in the studio uh, back in April, and then everything happened with coronavirus and the world went crazy. And obviously, our studio time was out the window. Um, and we then had to sort of make a decision as to whether we rescheduled for later in the year and, you know, and head back in to, to do it then and still try and get something out this year, or, or did we, you know, leave it completely right off 2020 and then come back and view things hopefully in a newer world in, uh, in 2021. And mm. we went for the first option in the end. I'm glad we have, um, yeah. because studios around here, uh, you know, are open again now and they're able to do things like that. But mm. we were sort of faced with that tough decision where we were like, should we just scrap this entire I'm glad we haven't, um, mm-hmm. but we were worried that if we held back and did nothing with it until next year, then, like you say, you know, it's old news by that point. All the things we wrote about, all those concepts, all of that Mm -hmm. would suddenly just be, you know, in the past. Um, Yeah. So we sort of, and and this was originally supposed to be an album as well. So we've kind of Mm. gone back to the drawing board with that and thought, okay, well, we don't want to totally get rid of everything. We also don't want to, you know, if we wait to make this an entire album, it's still going to be old material. So we sort of went for that middle ground. Um, where we can still put it out, but we release it as an EP. Yeah, I
0: mean it's kind of as you say, James. Like obviously, there's a lot of things that have happened. Like even though, like most of us have just stayed home and you know eating you know a bag of crisps all day, sort of thing, and just watch Netflix. Like it, you know there's different, you know. There's a lot of things that have happened and I think there's a lot more inspiration that can come from that and as you say I think next year the world's going to be a lot different and those songs wouldn't really make as much sense so yeah that's why we have kind of taken that step back um, that's a nice comment up there on the screen do you want to read that that's one out different.
2: Danny? So we've uh, just had a question come in, um, what do you guys make of artists making other styles of content such as behind the song I'm, I'm assuming that means behind the scenes uh, slash blogs <laughs> and playthroughs um, and drum cams when you're mm-hmm. a not so well-known band
1: oh i love that question that's good especially right now i mean i was going to add to what you were already saying about you know this decision artists are facing i think i think that fans remember things and like as an art fan right now Like I want my favorite artists to be giving me content and giving me things, and if they can't afford to record or for whatever sake, I'll take other stuff. Like one of my favorite artists is Jason Isbell, and he's been using Bandcamp Fridays to like every time they do one, he releases a new live recording from some point in his past. And like I've bought every single one, even though a lot of the songs are the same. Like I just want that like experience. I want that new content. So even for unknown artists, I I do a lot of uh, coaching for bands and bio writing and things like that, I always recommend like diversify. Like you might not be known now, but if you are lucky enough to be successful in your career personally, I think that it's always really good to have already diversified your portfolio. You know, if you, if I get into your band today, I hear that one song that's going to change my life and I go and look at your stuff and you've, you know, you do the vlogs, you do the behind the scenes, you do the playthroughs. like, I want to, I'm going to consume all of that. I hate when I find a new band that I love and there's like no trace of them on the internet. And I'm just like, who are these people? i totally agree i i I (laughs) couldn't agree
0: more actually like oh it's
1: so frustrating
0: (laughs) (laughs) everyone should be using this time at the moment to you know uh, you know uh, thrive on yourself it's something that i've said regularly on this podcast it's something that i say regularly anyway but you know how how are you going to survive and thrive through this like if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna work at it and if you're gonna you know work at this that so much that you get to a point then where you've created yourself something new, and that you will thrive through that instead of just like dying through everything else.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I Sweet. think it's, uh, it's important to. Um, I mean, I think everybody had that kind of initial period of like despair, like what's what's the world going to be like? You know, what's the future of music going to be like? Because I went through that, um, and you know, the first few weeks into into like lockdown and coronavirus, as it were, were quite dark for me. Um, because you sort of wonder where you're going to be at. And, you know, I had other milestones. I was turning 30 this year um, and I sort of thought, well, this isn't really what I imagined where I was going to be and what, you know, at at 30 years old, I didn't think the world was suddenly going to turn upside down and everything that I dreamed of in the future. And it sort of put a question mark over a lot of things. But I think once Mm -hmm. you get past that point um, and then you sort of go back to the drawing board and reassess everything, then I realized it's it's such a good time and opportunity to create and put out content right now. And it doesn't, you know, yes, live shows are off the table, but like you say, there's so much else that you can do. You can play games, you can do behind the scenes stuff, you can offer exclusive stuff that you might not even have thought of, um, you mm-hmm. know, when, when the world was normal. So it, it's, it's been awful, but it's also hopefully uh, allowed a lot of people to explore their creative
1: horizons as well yeah (laughs) certainly yeah absolutely (laughs) i mean i love it i i I just even even like the twitch thing like i'm not a big video game player but some of my favorite artists have started using twitch a lot and sometimes i'll tune in just to see what they're up to you know watch along
0: yeah actually like thinking about learning a little bit about it like um there's somebody that we did something for right it was probably around a few months ago uh, I can't remember his name, but I will put it somewhere if I do remember it. Um But he was running like a storytellers sort of thing. So it was like musical storytellers. And basically, like we'd stream to our page and then he promotes it. And we just like he'd want us to play like five songs acoustically or something. And then oh, just crap, bro, between each song.
2: Punk rock storytellers.
0: That's it. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um and like tell stories between each, you know, between each song about, you know, what they've experienced, not just, you know, at the, t- so the current time, but also the past, like storytelling things that have happened to them in the music industry, and you know, some stories. And I thought it was really interesting, and I've been watching them ever since. And I think that was something really, I think it kind of brought some positivity to the community in a way as well, to thinking that it's not always going to be like this. It's not always going to be, you know struggling with what's happening at the moment. It's we're going to get back to normality. Mm-hmm. But we we do have to think about what is actually happening, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Sweet. Sweet.
1: I love it.
2: <laughs> cool stuff.
0: <laughs> cool um, stuff, cool.
2: But yeah, in terms of like uh tips for like content engagement, like for any uh, young bands who are tuned in at the moment and listening. Mm-hmm. Uh, is there anything specific that you think that anyone could do right now to like to stand out? Because as well as obviously all the creativity that's going around, I'm also aware that, you know, there's a lot of competition in the sense of uh, like oversaturation in the market as such. Mm-hmm. So in order for anyone to sort of step up their game or like try and do something to stand out, is there any sort of tips along those
1: lines you've offer? Mm-hmm. I have been a really big proponent of the idea that more bands need podcasts like in their free time like this has been a thing for a while now that I think about but I love the idea of getting to, like, intimately know my favorite artists, right? And you know, a podcast, I feel like, does that. Like, I'm a really big stand-up comedy fan, and I think part of the reason that I love it so much is that the comedians that I like all have podcasts. And so, like, some of them, you know, like, uh, Mark Maron's podcast, WTF, there's, like, a thousand episodes, and each one's about 90 minutes long. So, I have spent, you know, weeks worth of my life listening to him talk. So, outside of enjoying his stand-up comedy, I spent all of this time just, like, listening to him talk to people and, you know sharing a laugh with him. I heard him cry when his girlfriend died. Like I have, I've been there through all these things and I feel really weirdly connected to him. Like I know him, even though I don't know him. And I think, you know, as an artist, as a musician, that's your goal with your songs, right? Is to make somebody feel like you understand what they're going through, even though you don't know who they are, or what they've actually been through. And I think a podcast kind of helps strengthen that bond that you form with listeners because they start spending this time with you because every band especially has like this this weird you know brotherhood or family element to them where they all they're connected in ways that the fans don't always recognize and when you have a podcast yeah. you just you know, shoot the shit or do something um you know do something that's thematic like i remember the band water parks for a while had a podcast where they read fan fiction people had written about their band like that's a great idea <laughs> <laughs> um it got weird but that's like good stuff but just that like you want to be a fly on the wall. You want to feel like you're a part of the band. Like that's every fan's dream is like, I'm a part of this thing. And a podcast I think really makes that possible. And it's really easy to produce. It's something that you could do right now in quarantine. You can do it on your cell phone. You can do it in the van once touring resumes. And it's like, you know, for small bands, you can't, Record every every six months or even every year sometimes, but a podcast you do that every week, so you're constantly giving your fans new content, fresh things, something they come back to. You. you can cut that into clips. You have all this promotional stuff out of it. Like, there's so much you could do there. And who knows? Maybe the podcast takes off and becomes bigger than your band in time. But you're still just hanging out with your closest friends and do and like doing the thing you want to do. I yeah. love it. I
2: couldn't yeah. agree more. On that. I mean, a lot of the. <laughs> You know, a lot of the ethos behind that is how this show started. So, you know, as well as obviously uh, trying to get insights from uh, from the music industry, that literally is what we wanted this to you know to become. Um, right. It is a bunch of friends hanging out and a very informal kind of situation mm-hmm. and up. So I totally get that.
0: Yeah, I yeah. mean, the more I know about the bands, the more I feel connected to them, as you say, like. Mm-hmm. I you know, I, I want to listen to a band that like, you know, I have that connection with who I can feel happy to, you know, have that connection with and then see them live and just sit there as if they uh, are my my friends, but then obviously they're not your friends, like they don't know you in real. Yeah. But yeah. you want to have that sort of connection with your audience. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think if mm-hmm. you can achieve that, that's something golden. Like YouTubers yeah. do it, live streamers do it, some bands do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I know Nick Deep were doing something like that Um, but it was I felt the Nick Deep version of it was a little bit I don't know very much promoted on their album release Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which was and and they've kind of yeah yeah, they've they've completely (laughs) cut it out now like they're not doing it at all they've just been doing it on their album release which I just Mm -hmm. felt was a little bit like a, a you know how do I describe it a little bit of a cheat really like
1: disingenuous in a way. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. But they invite yeah. people onto their stream and stuff to have a chat with them, and it's like, yeah, that like don't really get excited about talking to these people. They're normal people, just like you. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to advertise their products. Yeah, which is being released in the middle of a lockdown. You know,
2: you want to have that that real sort of authenticity. Actually, for a, for a really good example of someone who's uh, who's doing it all the right ways, uh, you've got Jarrett Reddick. Uh, and his happy mm-hmm. hour which i tune into regularly cuz he's he's a great laugh and you know and he's very authentic when he's talking to to the people watching and he does get them involved so
1: it's great mm-hmm. When you watch something like that, you—it's it, almost like learning another language, right? Because when you spend that much time with somebody, like there's inside jokes, there's like you can say a phrase that somebody that watches that Jarrett thing would get and they giggle at because they know what you're referencing, but nobody else in the yeah. room does, and that's an amazing feeling. Like you're like, oh, we we connect on a certain level now because you know this thing that I feel like only I know about.
2: Yeah, because you listen to that episode, or you, uh, yeah. You know, you li- that podcast mm-hmm. you know that and somebody else who goes to a show the following day hasn't got a clue what it's about so it, it is kind of that exclu- uh, exclu- yeah, exclusivity
1: yeah yeah there's a, <laughs> there's a there's a lot of comedian podcasts that i really love that i feel like have their own language and references that are like a litmus test for me and my friends where i'll be like oh i can i can reference this thing and if they get it then i know like oh you really love this thing as much as i do otherwise it's like oh you're just a passive fan and that's okay too but like i want those diehards and so it it not only helps forge the relationship between artist and fan but also fan to fan because it's a stronger community because now they can kind of take those jokes and those one-liners and those like just you know whatever turns of phrases catchphrases that you have and use it in their own interpersonal relationships
2: Sure. And I think it also kind of puts a positive, uh, it, it puts a more positive spin on the so-called gatekeeping that happens in, uh, in genres uh, mm-hmm. where, you know, people will be like, oh, well, if you haven't listened to X and X album, then you're not a true fan. And it sort of takes that away and makes it more about like, well, if you've listened to, you know, that certain phrase from that podcast and it just sort of brings everybody together rather than, you know, divides them and makes it, this whole gatekeeping thing, which seems to be quite uh, prominent
0: across the genres. Uh, yeah, I mean, I totally agree, and I think what some people have to realise with, say, the kind of music that me and Danny play, I mean, we play like pop-punk, pop-rock sort of thing, punk-rock, um, with people who, are in, who listen to the harder sorted music, people who listen to pop, and people who listen to just general dance sort of music, I mean, I'm not trying to push down those kind of music, you know, those music genres or say that it's bad or anything. Um, but you'll find that you'll have a lot more passionate people when it comes to heavier stuff. It's because yeah. it's more like it's more emotional sort of music. Like you, mm-hmm. you do get songs about breakups and stuff like that in like pop songs, but not, you know, not as much as like a pop punk song or a metal song, but, you know, like things, you know, there's a lot more emotion to it. So, people will want that connection. They're going to appreciate that connection a lot more in this sort of part of the industry. I think yeah. with, when it comes to like a pop artist or something like that, they get to a level that's so big. Like, as, you know, let's use an example as like, I don't want to say Beyonce because she is pretty good with her fans, but let's say like um, Nina Nesbitt or something like that. Mm-hmm where she doesn't really have a lot of connection with her audience, but she doesn't need to because the people who kind of listen to her music aren't looking for, you know, like picking specifically things out. They're just looking, listening to the the music. When Mm -hmm. a lot of people who listen to the kind of music that we listen to are usually musicians themselves, so they want to have that insight and they want to have that connection with you so that they can learn from themselves as well. Yeah. Yeah,
2: I think it's very much like a kind of career steps kind of thing when it comes to that. Like, I, I feel like, at least from what I've seen, um, a lot of artists have that a lot more interactivity at the, you know, the beginning or the start of their career, but that can kind of be lost uh, as time goes by, which is a terrible shame. And obviously there is the side of it to say that they have so much going on at that point. And, you know, and it's literally full on, you know, they're on a major label. Like there is something to be said for that. Um, and it's not always a case of, you know, they don't want to have that relationship with their fans. It it can quite often be that they've just got so much on their plate. Um, but it always does mean a lot to me when you see the artists that try and maintain that same level of, uh, you know, interactivity and closeness at the start of their career as they do at the end. Um, and I think you've got bands like Newfound Glory who do that, you know, pretty damn well. Bowling for Soup, another great example. So... You know, it's
1: it's not uh, it's not impossible. Mm. No, I I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah, and um, I guess I can see yeah exactly where you're coming from with you know your what you do in your product is very much about a connectivity mm-hmm. based thing mm-hmm. really. Or um yeah yeah. We're just coming from that.
1: the. Tr- coming from the journalism side of things i mean even the music that i choose to write about or the artists that i want to interview it's always because like th- that connection is forged and so often when i see people complaining about people not you know giving their music a chance or not getting the coverage that they feel like they deserve like they haven't done the legwork to like make it something that people want to be a part of
0: yeah love it love it All right, so um, I think what I would like to move on to, because I know we're a little bit pressed for time tonight, so um, what I think I want to have a quick chat about is music that we've all been listening to more recently. Mm -hmm. So obviously, (laughs) it's it's been a little while since me and Danny have done one of these podcasts, so we've got loads to fucking talk about. Um, But let's start off with you, James. So basically what we do is... um, any music that you have been listening to more recently or you want to shout out to, it doesn't have to be a big artist or a small artist, just anything um, that you've been listening to more recently. And then anything that you do really like, we'll put into a playlist for everyone to be able to find themselves.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, wow. That's a loaded question, sir. Um, <laughs> what have I What have I been into? I'm trying to think of what's been released. You know, Part of the benefits of my job is that I get to hear a lot of things that aren't quite out yet. So I'm like, okay. Can we talk about this thing? Um, all right, things that I like that came out recently. Well, like I, I mentioned Jason Isbell, his latest album, Reunions, huge, huge favorite record of the year for me. I'm really passionate about his music and his art. Uh, I've been really into, this past week we got, let's see, the the Avatar album. They're a Swedish metal band, I believe. Super good, love them. Yeah. Um, the, the Stand Atlantic album came out through Hopeless. I feel like those guys are doing what uh, Tonight yeah. Alive and Hey Monday maybe didn't quite do but kind of were trying to do like they're on that path Hmm. um i have i did give the neck deep record to spin i'm surprised that people aren't talking about it more Uh, i think there's some like they're a good example of a band that i feel like is releasing better music and selling less copies and i don't know exactly why that is uh but i I take that record quite a bit um and then I've been into a lot of like really stupid stuff. I spend a lot of time on TikTok. I write a lot about how TikTok is influencing things. So um, like I'm like I'm just taking a quick peek at my Spotify as we talk here about things I've been listening to, and I'm like I don't want to say that name out loud. Um, it's, just, it's just like ridiculous things. Um, the the new fit for king album. I know it doesn't come out until uh, September, but their new song came out on Friday. I dig that. It's different for them. I've been going back through. Uh, I've been going through like a heavy Taking Back Sunday phase recently and like we came as romans uh i managed the band you me and everyone we know so there's little like full disclosure to it but that's something that i listen to uh a ton i don't know why i just like i like i like those uh clean clean vocals on those songs are so good and um there is this like british rapper that's been blowing up on tiktok that i've been obsessed with and i cannot think of her name right now uh but when i think of it i'll say it out loud tell me what you guys have been listening to <laughs> <laughs> go on um, go on danny just give you into
0: what we've been listening to
2: bit of a mix for me really um so machine gun kelly came out with uh, a new track the other day yes
0: uh, yes
1: so good
2: didn't know how i was gonna feel about it but it's actually um it took me right back to you know the early days of blink um obviously there's a lot of that that is going to come in because he's collaborating with Travis Barker um mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. what i heard made me like really keen to hear uh, tickets to my downfall when it uh, you know when it comes out um and i'm really going to approach that with uh, an open mind i think because i think that he is one of those artists who's kind of pushing the envelope uh, of his genre and now is actually really quite respected in the in the pop punk community you know like obviously he started mm-hmm. out as a rap artist but he's He's always had roots in, uh, yeah. you know, in punk, and I think that he might now be a sort of gateway between the two communities. And, mm. uh, you know, potentially um, there's, you know, th- there's an argument to say that he is going to show a lot of people who might not otherwise have discovered pop punk music and pop punk bands uh, the industry, which is great because, it you know, it helps us all to, to carry on and, and to thrive. Um, and then apart from that, um, some of you will uh, know my friend uh, Maggie Schneider. She posts in the, uh, the Pop Punk Kids groups and some of the others. Some of her covers are just absolutely amazing. Um, and she's just put together her new band, uh, Glimmers, um, and released their new single, Don't Tell Me. And uh, that's, that's well worth a listen. Uh, the melodies in that are insane. Um, and apart from that, I've also given the uh, the new Neck Deep record a spin. And although not all of the tracks are, you know, to my personal taste, um, yeah. t- Telling Stories um, and Sunderland, I think it is, um, those are definitely two, two summer bangers for me. So, yeah.
0: Mm. Nice. I think um, expanding on the Neck Deep album, I think I've got something, you know, I'd like to say about that. It's like... <laughs> As soon as that album came out, I'm a big Neck Deep fan. As soon as that album came out, I was straight on my iPhone to like listen to it at midnight. And yeah, it's a very good album, it's a very well thought album. And I'm not gonna knock it as being like bad, it's not their best, but it's not their worst. Let's just mm-hmm. say that. Okay. Um, I think what's happened with Neck Deep which is a personal opinion, but then I guess like, I think it is what has actually happened with the Nick deep is that obviously they started off very strong in the pop punk community and they built up this very big loving fan base for their music because when they came out, they were, they, you know, they were fucking pop punk, you know, it was like a slap bang in the face. This is pop punk. This is what it should be. And then, as they've grown as artists, they've wanted to experiment more. They wanted to, you know, find themselves a bit more. Obviously they, and not everyone listens to pop punk. People listen to other kind of music as well, like rock and just punk and pop and that sort of thing. And they've kind of delved their music into little bits of that sort of thing as it's kind of gone on. Like, you know, wishful thinking was very pop punk. Um, Life's Not out to get you was very punk rock sort of thing. And then as slowly as time's gone on, it's like I felt Peace and the Panic was kind of their departure from full pop-punk. It was like, yeah, it was a pop-punk album. It was a punk album. But then I feel like the new album, what is it called? All Distortions Are Intentional, um, is kind of like their new step into uh, basically like a new neck deep. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's not exactly who they used to be there. You know, a different band. They're completely different members now. I think the only original members in it is what Adam West, Danny Washington, and Ben Barlow. Mm -hmm. I
1: think
2: so. Yeah, Ben Barlow. Yeah, yeah.
0: So I think it's turned into something a little bit different, Um, and I don't think that's a bad thing. I think it's something that every band needs to do. But they very much stayed all this time in the pop punk community.
2: Yeah. What I would All this say time. is that if you can stay uh, as relevant as they have from the beginning of their career to now, then you're doing something right. Um, and, you know, like I say, not every track on that album resonates with me, but there are definitely a couple on there that take me right back to uh, Life's Not Out To Get You, like Telling Stories in particular. Yeah, And, yeah. and um gives me like major... Uh, proper dose, you know, story-so-far kind of vibes. So I think it's just a bit more of a an open can of worms, really, isn't it? It's not so yeah. genre-specific.
0: It's, it's like, like they're opening their doors to a new audience, and that's what they need. Like, yeah. frankly, I thought that's what they need. Their audience, they haven't really gained any major new fans since Wishful Thinking, let's be honest. So that's what yeah. they're doing. Um, yeah. Quickly on to what I've been listening to. I mean, I've obviously been listening to the new Stan Atlantic song, the album. Um, When the first songs came out, I didn't like it. Now listen to the album. Love it. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah, yeah. It was just so... It was (laughs) was overproduced when I first heard the songs, but now I get it. Mm. Um, Yeah,
1: it's really polished. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, and what I would like to shout out to is, so obviously me and Danny playing a band together as well, a few too many and next year we are performing at Mindfest 2021, which is in Nottingham is it Nottingham? Danny? Yeah. Bodega, yeah um, and there's a band that we're I've been checking out all the bands, fucking loving all of them uh, you know, some of the bands i would never heard of some of the bands I have heard of there was one band that I hadn't had heard of but I hadn't really given them a chance and that was Trashed I've been listening to their EP Yours Not Mine and their song Waste Away on repeat. It's like Green Day meets Blink-182 perfection, you know? You know when people try to do Green Day or Blink-182 and they fail? This is complete opposite. It's like I could put the headphones in. You could tell me it's Green Day and I believe them. Okay. You're selling it. Yeah, (laughs) I'll send it to you (laughs) later. But, like, it's... Yeah, I was very, I was very taken, I was very blown away by it, blown away by the amount of Spotify plays it had as well. I was like, "Wow, okay, for a band who's as small as they are, this one song just got, I think, in the last couple of weeks, like over three hundred thousand plays." was not that's just insane? That's awesome. Uh, Another
2: band playing the same event, actually, well worth checking out, called Home Truths. Um, Totally, really, really. strong classic pop punk vibes so i definitely recommend them and stick them on the uh on the playlist
1: okay i have I got one more for you, not the rapper. Cause I've decided I can't remember their name. Uh, but people on TikTok will know what I'm talking about. There's like one song we all hear all the time. Uh, anyways, uh, there's a band from Canada I've been obsessed with called cross dog. It's a three piece. They do not have a guitar player and it's uh really cool, loud, noisy, socially conscious music. Uh, they only have like a hundred listeners on Spotify. So they are absolutely a discovery artist for a lot of people. And, um, there's another Canadian band Selfish Things that I've been listening to a lot. I wrote their uh, I wrote their new band bio, but they're super good. There's some there's some good sad boy music out there for kids that like the sad boy stuff. And uh you talked about um you talked about Maggie Schneider, so that made me think that I'm I, I'm working on a little something with the band Sleep on it, so people should at least keep an eye out for you know what they're doing yeah. right now. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah <laughs> don't get me
0: too excited <laughs> you know it's an empty room here you know
1: <laughs> my girlfriend's yeah, yeah. not in the room so <laughs> i've been working on uh i i've written i've written all the band bios for sleep on it since they started we're really close uh they reached out to me about a new thing that we're working on right now that i'm kind of behind the scenes with helping them with a little bit so hopefully in the next month you'll hear more about it but we have something in the works over there too
2: Tell you what, nice. when, when that's happening, <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get you on
1: the show and uh, <laughs> we can talk about it. I mean, awesome. I'll bring, I can bring Jake or Zach with me, probably too. Uh, I'll That'd get them to come out
2: Yeah, that'll well, be absolutely
0: awesome. Yeah. Perfect. Well, well um, great. Well, I think we'll start, you know, like wrapping it up now. Um, it's actually been really nice to meet you and for you to come onto the show, James. It's, I'm sure our listeners are going to get lots of knowledge from this they're gonna really appreciate what you're saying um obviously thank you to everyone for listening um is there anything you want to say james before we all go back up
1: um well i would absolutely love it if your uh listeners watchers viewers whoever would like to check out high notes it's a really important project to me um Season one, High Notes, eight episodes. It's out right now. Uh, I'll just run through it really quick. High Notes is a recovery podcast. So every episode, like I said, we talk to a different musician about their um, addictions and their path to recovery. The first season features Anthony Green from Circa Survive, Bert from The Used, Head from Corn, Haley Butters of Absinthe Father, Justin from Blue October, Nick Martin of Sleeping With Sirens, Ronnie Winter of The Red Jumpsuit Apparatus, and Tommy Vex from Bad Wolves. They're all about 35 to 40 minutes long. You can listen to the whole thing in one day. We have a series of bonus episodes coming out in september that is international recovery month and in december we'll be dropping season two with eight more episodes but the whole is about helping people understand uh, people that are struggling with addiction and also to encourage people to get help. So it's, it's not a promotional podcast. None of the guests talk about music or anything like that in terms of like promoting a video or a song or an album, it's strictly about their struggles with addiction. So it's a, it's kind of a interview that you've never heard before with all of these guests. And there's a lot of cutaways and song clips and insight into their creative process as it revolves around their struggles with addiction. So please check it out. It's uh, it's the only thing that I talk about these days and it would, you know, mean the world to me if you gave it a listen definitely we we will here be giving it a listen and we'll
0: definitely be promoting it over to the pages At you know um probably tomorrow morning at this point but yeah definitely love <laughs> it i love that i love that on what you're doing there with the you know bringing some positivity right now yeah yeah it's so, true it.
1: Right. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me I, I guess i should have opened with thank you for having me because i i really wanted to do this ever since i, I saw danny announce that you guys are doing it seems like a fun show i enjoy it as a viewer and uh i hope i hope people keep checking you guys out i like what you're doing
0: thank you james brilliant. lovely thank you
1: brilliant so <laughs> thank you everyone
0: for watching put it to the panel or listen to put it to the panel and we'll see you next week see Yay. you later guys see Bye. you like